Hello, and welcome to Good Selling Radio, podcasts for sales professionals looking for peak performance. GSR shares ways to make new and existing customer relationships easier, more effective, and more enjoyable. In a changing and busy sales world, take some time to stop for a moment and reflect, reframe, and refocus. For many businesses, one of the holy grails that they look for is how do we cross-sell? And there's no doubt that when cross-selling works really well, it can be a fantastic tool for building embedded value in the business and sustainable growth. Of course, when it goes wrong, it can be absolutely disastrous. And we saw that only too clearly in uh, the sad failure at Wells Fargo Bank. But if we get it right, the impact's great. So over the years, I've looked at a number of successes and failures in cross-selling. And when I look at what makes it work, it seems to boil down to five things. The first is, is this really customer-centric? We need to ask ourselves why not only should we cross-sell, but more importantly, why should our customers cross-buy? What is it that will make it attractive to them to buy multiple products from our multiple divisions? It could be about efficiency of their supply chain. It could be about financial benefit. It could be about confidence in the brand. But let's ask ourselves, why should they cross buy, not just why should we cross sell? The second thing that needs to be in place is a continuous building of trust between those who are involved in selling different products. If I'm going to let you in to my customer, I need to be sure that you're not going to let me down. I need to be sure that you're going to follow the rules. I need to be sure that you're going to do a good job and that my customer is not going to come and say to me, why on earth did you put me in touch with them? I need to feel that you're going to keep me informed. I'm not just going to give you the introduction and it's all going to disappear into a black hole. So communicate well with me. So there's a lot of work to be done in building trust between individuals and between departments. So customer centricity, yes. Trust building, yes. Recognition and reward, absolutely. Now in many regulated businesses, there's a real issue about rewarding people to sell particular products. But we need to recognize that it's gonna take an effort on the part of an individual to offer another product or to introduce a colleague. And if individuals aren't or can't be rewarded in hard currency for that, then there needs to be even greater recognition. That email to a boss, that quick note, the bunch of flowers or the box of chocolates, but recognizing, thank you, I recognize you've gone that extra mile for me and for the business. So there's got to be customer centricity, there's got to be trust, there's got to be recognition. 
there's got to be good process. In order for cross-selling to work, there's got to be a process that brings the specialist in late enough for the opportunity to be qualified, so I'm not wasting my time, as someone put it to me. I don't mind getting up at three o'clock in the morning to get a flight to support a colleague in a deal, but I do mind if when I get there, it turns out that there's nothing there. So we need to qualify before we bring in the product specialists. But equally, we need to bring them in early enough so that the solution can be defined properly and we haven't overpromised. So we need a good process that brings people in, the right people in at the right time. And finally, there needs to be the right level of knowledge. Now, I've seen both extremes of that are people who said, well, you don't need to know anything, and that's a disaster. I've also been involved in enormously complex documentation so that everyone in an organisation understands in micro detail what every other department does. We don't need that either. We need something as simple as a one-pager. What exactly is our offer from this department? One paragraph. Who are we aiming it at? Fleets of ships, more than five years old, but less than 20 year old, at a certain tonnage. That's our target. Not just that, what are the kind of questions and the issues that we should be raising? And finally, who do I speak to if I think I've got an opportunity? And that's probably all we need in terms of knowledge. So again, let's not over-engineer the knowledge. We need enough, but not too much. So those are my five guides for good cross-selling. Make it customer-centric, build trust, ensure recognition, have a good process, and have the right amount of knowledge. That way, your cross-selling will significantly help your customer. It will also build the sustainable growth and value of your business. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, have questions or feedback, please leave a review and we'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd like to know more about how we can help you drive sales performance in these changing times, then please get in touch.